following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a really fun show for you guys today. Hope everybody is doing well. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm working through it. And uh, uh, we have great guests today. We have Daniel DeCrisio, which I think that's how you pronounce his name, and Carl Gottlieb. And uh, we're going to have a fun time with both of them. They've both got great credits and have done a lot of cool things. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with our shaving cool man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey. <coughs> wow. <coughs> wow. <laughs> hey, we're, getting, we're still sick. We're getting over this dreadful, horrible flu that has hit the United States. Friends of mine in New York are suffering, California, Los Angeles, Arizona. I mean, everybody's got this damn thing, and it doesn't seem to go away. I, I was shaving. You'll excuse me, but I don't care. This way you see. Now, I've learned something. Hold on. we got to finish introducing wait, wait, everybody. Wait, just one minute. I read years ago that men don't wrinkle as fast as women simply because we shave every day and we're exercising the muscles in our face. Watch. <laughs> You see, and every day we do that, and that's an exercise. Go right ahead, James. I'll be nice to Jimmy because he's sick. Then as we a got dog. the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's up, Chad? What's going on, fellas? I hear men don't wrinkle easily because they have thicker skin than women. No, also we do shave and we make faces like, mm, mm, that and that's is? an exercise that you're supposed to do to keep the muscles tight. All right, there it is, like, folks. You know, well, like you know, if you don't use your penis, that muscle gets soft too. Use it or lose it. That's right. Chad, how did you make out for in the hurricane? Everything okay? Yeah, that they missed us by... They weren't in it. Florida no, didn't get it. Missed us by, what, 500 miles or something? Yeah. North, That's good. North Carolina got it. Boy, is it flooded. Holy shoot. Yeah. So we have a... a I'm, I'm not cursing today. I'm doing a whole... We have a chat show. room full of people. What's up, chat room? We got Dave Hughes, who stars hey, now UK in the UK. We have Michaela Singleton. We have B. Claudia from Germany. We have Illy Roos from Estonia. We have, uh, it says, hope it's not contagious. I think that might be Goddess. So is that you, Goddess? Let me know. And <laughs> lots so, of people in the like chat room. A, sounds like a Goddess comment. That's right. Hopefully that's you, Goddess. No, Goddess. You're a Goddess. And Goddesses don't catch human diseases or flus or whatever the hell we have. Actually, people Meanwhile, in the chat I'm doing room are the whole sick, too, though. Quiet. I'm going to be nice to Jimmy from now on. I'm going to be kind and sweet and boring, loving. Boring. And I'm not going to use. Hold on, real quick. We just want to say hey to D Marie <laughs> yeah. too. Don't hit me though. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Um, D Marie is in there. Yay, D Marie. What's me up? kisses kisses. Is that my D Marie? 
don't know, she's in there every week, so Florida No, escaped. that's not the DeMarie I'm thinking. She works with W4CY, DeMarie. Oh, oh, that DeMarie, hi. No, I thought it was my other DeMarie, the one that was married to the airline stewardess, the beautiful blonde girl. Oh, no, that's D. That's uh, Marie, Dot Marie Jones. Dot Marie Jones. Where are you, Dot Marie Jones? <laughs> I miss you. We love you, too, though. Anyway, D. this shirt makes me look round-shouldered. Oh, fart shirt. I hate these shirts. But I'm not cursing anymore. I'm going to be a new personality. I'm going to be sweet and charming and wonderful Boy. and deliciously fabulous. And I'm going to put you all to sleep. Boring. Oh, no, it's Patricia. Hey, Patricia, it's not. Yay. Who's Patricia? It's Patricia. Who's Patricia? Patricia from Ecology. I don't know how you pronounce it. Ecology Ingle. She's from Florida. Oh. I believe. She and said she was going to be in the chat room. She was promoting the show on Twitter. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, Dee Marie says she loves you all, and we love you too, Dee. She's yeah. the one who puts our show on iHeartRadio. Oh, oh, she's the one. <laughs> <laughs> no more Fs, Dee Marie. <laughs> Good, I promise. No more Fs. Okay, so go. What are you going to talk about? You're going to tell talk about the movie we went to. You're going to well, talk about the I event we went to. I want to talk about the event we went to because my daughter Leslie is the manager, one of the managers, of this wonderful 2,000 square foot antique and mid-century. Uh, I don't know what you depot, whatever you want to call it's it. A, it's a it, there's a word for it, not antique dealer. It's a like, gallery, antiques it, gallery. Antiques gallery. It's the largest in Palm Springs. The Palm Springs Antiques Gallery. Right, and they have marvelous things, really beautiful stuff. Some crap, you know, mid-century junk that we threw out. That was a dollar ninety-nine back then. Now it's like five thousand dollars. You know, stupid crap. But most of it is really beautiful stuff and really worth going. So they had a caftan and kimono party where people had to dress in caftans and kimono. Well, the turnout was spectacular. Everybody who was anybody in Palm Springs was there. And we did interviews with them, of which you'll see next week. Yeah, we didn't get it edited yet. So we had a great time, and my daughter did a br brilliant job with it. Anyway, uh, d my daughter Leslie, not Deirdre. Deirdre's coming on Halloween to say hello to everybody as a witch, because she is a witch. <laughs> and sometimes put a B in front of it. But anyway, kids, you know kids. So... Um, we went to the movies last night, and we saw a great film. You have got to see this film. Um, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was called Operation Finale. Operation Finale. It's fabulous. It's a story that has got to be told about the killing of the Jews, six million Jews that were executed in Germany by Eichmann. Uh, Adolf Eichmann, and they f how they caught him and how they snuck him into Israel to uh, try him and then finally <laughs> hang him because he needed to be hung. He was a hideous, evil man, as evil as Adolf Hitler. Go see it. It's a good film. Uh, it's one of those films that people don't recognize because heads don't roll, nothing explodes. It's not stupid. It's for the intelligent people that want to hear a story and a dialogue and an outstanding performance by... What's his name? Uh, ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley was absolutely brilliant in the film. So I, I look fat today. What's with the fat face? No, you don't look fat. Mm, I do so. I think we have a fat camera. Is there such a thing as a camera that makes you look skinny? No. I wish there was. Anyway. But everybody in the chat room is saying I should have chicken soup. You guys, Ron made me chicken soup. And uh, he's been taking good care of me, so uh, we got all that. I take care of this creature feature. I mean, I really do. I love him to pieces. Meanwhile, I'm all broken. I've got scars on my arms because we ripped the kitchen apart. 
I hated that center island. It did nothing. It was a little crappy thing that made the kitchen look small. So I got rid of the center island, and now we added a beautiful white marble top L to it. And on the other side are four bar stools that you can sit and have cocktails when we have friends over. We can also put all the food on this big bar to serve in the dining room. And the beautiful part is you no longer see our dishwasher. Because you can't sit in a formal, elegant dining room with the dishwasher 10 feet away. It just doesn't play. So now when we throw dishes and it's on the other side... And the dining room side is just elegant. When it's finished, I'll show pictures. Yeah, it's pictures. not quite finished. No, it's a mess now. It's just a <laughs> mess. Looks like a bomb hit it. But I like that. You know, I don't always like to live in neat, clean, prissy stuff. I like dismay. I like uh, broken boards and plasterboard. And I love that. I live, I li- I've lived in two by four most of my life. What, what are we doing? <laughs> now, now you're like me. You're getting vain. I look a little disheveled. <laughs> well, you're sick. You're very sick, honey. You, I'm honey. A nice day. I'm doing. He's such a cute boy. Oh, nipples. No, no. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so. He's so sweet. Anyway, everybody, it is a good movie. Operation Finale. Go see it. It's a really good movie. We enjoyed it a lot. And uh, it's a movie with a beginning, a middle, and end. It's got a story, and it's got great acting. Wonderful acting. And it's history. And the guy that plays the lead is an Israeli actor, and he's really handsome. Isaac something. I don't know who he or is. Or something I've never seen him before. I've never seen him before either, but he's a good actor and very much like a Tyrone Power sort of a good-looking uh, fella. We also want to give a shout-out. Pat Grant from Canada has joined us in the chat room. What's up, Pat? Freezing your buns. How you doing? Fre- freezing your buns off up there. Yes, she is. Canada got very cold quickly there. Everybody from Canada that comes in our show, they said, Brr. well, this is the West Coast. So maybe that's just the west coast of Canada, that like part Alberta and places like that, uh, that really get cold. Oh, now Goddess is here because I recognize that. Goddess, what's up? Goddess. She, she just got here. That was good, Chad. I like that. Yeah, Chad, go. what's your weather like in Florida? Is it nice or crappy? It is. Well, the gray clouds are starting to roll in because it's time for your show. But uh, it's been beautiful, like blue sky, <laughs> blue skies and white clouds. I think we're down to the 80s finally. We're getting out of the 90s. So it's, it's a beautiful day out, son. There Us you go. Too. Last night I took baby. Baby is my bright yellow uh, Audi TT Quadro Roadster convertible. And you know, baby's very old. I got her back in 204 and I've had her all these years and I take care of baby. But we drive her once a week so that the carbons go out, you know, the engine performs. Last night the weather was magnificent here, dry and balmy and like 85 oh it was gorgeous so baby and i drove all the way out to the desert where no one is and i had her up to 122 i lied to jimmy when i came home i said oh i had her up to 80 but i had her up to 122 miles an hour uh and then i said you know what i don't have helium in my tires so i better cool it because uh in hot places like florida and uh, where do we live palm Palm springs Springs. (laughs) you need to put helium in your tires so they won't explode from the heat of the rubber against the asphalt so i realized that 122 miles an hour if i blew a tire i'd flip and i wouldn't be here today so i slowed it down to 80 I didn't go. I was too sick. No, Jimmy can't go in my car ever again. He's I can't allowed. go. I get sick not every time allowed. I go in the you car are with him. Never allowed in baby again. I throw up every I time. Up really? To, I backed up at like forty miles an hour and then hit the brake. That's how you adjust your brakes. And 
he was fainting, dizzy, nauseous, screaming at me, yelling at me, hitting me, punching me, poking my eyes out, ripping my hair out of my head, tore my nose and hair. And throwing up all over the place. And I said, you know what? I can't be with you. We drive in the mountains. He's like a faggot screaming. Oh, oh, the cliff, the cliff. Oh, my God. I don't do mountains. He doesn't do mountains. You know what, Chad? The mountains. You've been up there, right? You've been to Big Bear? No big deal. And and Idlewild. It's it's gorgeous up there. Oh, yeah. Big Bear's not too bad, but Idlewild's terrible. Meanwhile, I go up all the time. That's what baby. Listen, when the snow comes up there, baby and I are going up to the snow. We're going to play in the snow. I'm taking my little dog with me, my little uh, Brandy Star. And then when we come back, we'll go swimming. That's the beautiful part of Palm Springs. You could be in your pool looking up at the snow-capped mountains. mountains. Anyway, the weather here is starting to um, cool down. Cool down. And it's it's, 100 and, it was 109 in the day, but it was only 86 at night. Right, and I look old. No, you don't. Old and I need fat. Work. No, I need fat and all. Ugh, I'm an ugly fucking thing. Oops, we said the F word. That was one. No, you're fine. That wouldn't last. Slippy dippy doo. <laughs> no, my nose is. I really look like garbage. Oh, maybe if I had my nose done. Like Everybody that, in the chat says you look fabulous. So no, don't worry about it. My nose was put, made like that. No, I look what nice. What the heck? Yeah. You're about? Like one nostril. So, so let's do a quick commercial, <laughs> and then we're gonna call our guest. Okay. So what's up, everybody? We want to first of all thank everybody for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on W4CY Radio every week, our home station. When you turn in live, you get to hear us live, and you also get to hear the fabulous Chad Murphy. Oh, yeah. You can also hear us on Monster FM Radio in New York, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, Audio Boom, Podomatic, iTunes, Apple TV, Spreaker, and on TV, you can see us on Vimeo, Roku, and YouTube. Subscribe to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell YouTube channel because we're trying to get more subscribers. And well, we're all over YouTube. There's like thousands of interviews of mine on YouTube. Yeah, there's tons of stuff on YouTube, but we want people to subscribe. It makes us look bigger. How do you subscribe to YouTube? You have the little button next to your site, and it says subscribe. But you don't pay for it, do you? No, it's free. Oh, listen. Everybody subscribe. Hey, it's free. <laughs> Hit the button. What does it do for us? Um, it makes us look bigger. Oh. Like some people on YouTube have millions and millions of subscribers. Well. We only have a couple thousand. Pity. <laughs> Just a big pity. Anyway. Which brings me to. We're going to call our first guest. Well, I want to go really one, two, three quick. It's important. Um, we need to have silver foxes on the air. Not because I just want to be in it in a guest shot or a, as a principal. That's true. I want silver foxes on the air because it's about four gay men who are in their 70s who got kicked out of a nursing home or can't get in because they're gay. So the four men live together in Palm Springs. Stan Zimmerman, who is a brilliant, brilliant writer, he wrote for the Golden Girls. He has two hit plays out right now, The Diary of Anne Frank, done Hispanic, and he's also got uh, One to the Heart. Which is another great play that... Knife to the Heart. Knife to the Heart that Jimmy and I saw. Uh, if you could promo Silver Foxes, because it will bring to light the problems that men have when they reach their 70s. Most don't have money. Most don't have great health. Uh, there's nowhere to live. Rents go up. They get kicked out. They become street people. Uh, what's happening to the agent? aging people in our country is pitiful. The government doesn't care about it. If you have a surgery and the surgery costs $15,000, you have a copay of 20%, 
figure that out. You do the math. Who's got that kind of money when you live on a check of maybe fifteen to two thousand a month? How can anybody or less. or less? How can anybody live on that amount of money unless they've worked all their life and they have all those stupid things that you have ADGs, IRAs, RIFUCKs, whatever. So if we can get Silver Foxes up, Stan Zimmerman is going to write stories that are funny because he wrote for the Golden Girls. It'll be similar to the Golden Girls, but it'll deal with events today that are very disparaging, things that have happened to elderly people that shouldn't. Uh, it's going to be hilarious. And you'll get an insight of what it's like to be gay and a Silver Fox. So please, everyone, if you can in any way encourage the the the, the uh, studios or the the networks to put it up. He posted a he posted a uh, an Instagram post saying that it's been sent out now to everybody. I know that, but I just want somebody please pick it up. As I said again, not for my own selfish reasons of wanting to be a part of it, which I do. I love the whole thing, and I love Stan. He's like one of my favorite people. I want it because I fight ageism. Do not punch or strike anyone over 75 years old. You will be arrested and imprisoned. Do not harm, do not insult, do not curse out, yell at a person that's old, that's driving and has made a mistake on the road. Do not scream out the window, you old effing, effing, whatever, you know. (laughs) Get off the road. Be respectful. I was growing that you respect people that are older than yes, you, and this it, new generation's just not doing it's it. It's harmful to the soul. Truth. When you get to be my age, which is 78 years old, you do not want to be insulted anymore. You've been insulted all your life by morons. Give us a break. So we don't do it as quickly. So we don't know how to work a, a cell phone. Don't make fun of us. You jerk-offs can't even use an old phone. I saw it on Facebook. They couldn't use a dial phone. Six kids. They're so stupid. So, you know, technology changes. And all of you millenniums out there, when you're my age, you're not going to understand what going to the moon is all about or Mars or whatever it will be then. So, please, be kind to people who are older. They're saying, yep, fight ageism. They think it's great. All right, so here's what we're going to do, you guys. Chad, let's play Matt... Uh, Davis is head over heels, and while we're playing that, let's get our first guest on the line. Sounds good. Perfect. Hit it. All right, everybody, here we go. Head over heels by Matt Davis. I love this song. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I just want to dance. Dance with you So I can have the chance To tell you how I'm feeling Maybe cause it's late I'll forget my fears Have the strength to say it Say it Say it I got something that I need to say But I never really had the words To make you stay at some point I'd hoped you just noticed But now I'm gonna try it in a different kind of way So here it goes I'm just saying this once So shut up and freaking listen I'm telling you that I like you Over here 
There you go. All right, everybody. That was Matt Davis, Head Over Heels, available worldwide. You can get it on all the digital download platforms. Now, before we introduce our next guest, we're going to have him say something to make sure everybody can hear him. So, Daniel, say something. Hey, everybody. How are you? There you go. We can hear him. All right. Now, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, award-winning TV and media personality, actor, singer, model, celebrity hairstylist, and image consultant, Daniel DeCrecio. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, you guys. Hey, everybody. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Get the fuck off this show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the the only one here that's supposed to look good, you Uh gorgeous, Uh sexy, outrageously beautiful man. Get off the show. I'm going to (laughs) vomit. With that gorgeous hair, I'm going to... Chop it off if ever I meet you. I want hair like that. And look at you with the shirt open so a little nipple shows every now and then. Excuse me. <laughs> there you go. You can show look it. Look at him. Oh, my First of all, God. He's disgraceful. We have to wait. We have to introduce him to everything. But I, I believe you're friends with Frenchie, aren't you? Oh, my God, oh, Frenchie. Oh, next question. <laughs> are, you in her fr- are you in her music video? Because Yes, been on the show. I think I saw you in her music video. Yes, yes. I was in her I music. love Frenchie. We love Frenchie. She's yeah. so crazy that she's just... Naked. It's like yes. I'm like yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's totally deranged, and I love her. Oh, she's wild. She's I wild. love Frenchie. Well, before the show, I was talking to Chad, and Chad's like, I think I recognize that guy from Frenchie's video. And right. I was like, oh, I bet you're right. So that's why I had to ask you. But let's introduce you to Chad. He's our man behind the boards in Florida. Chad, say hi. Daniel, welcome to the show, sir. Good to have you. 
Hi, Chad. Nice to hear you. Nice to see you. I don't even see you, but nice no, to you hear can't you. See him. You can only hear him. <laughs> you can hear, you hear him and you see us. Then we have a chat room full of people. Right now we have uh, Canada, England, Estonia, Germany, right the United along. States, Australia. All. So say hi, to say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody. Hey, hola. <laughs> Bonjour. Yeah. Now, now, now let the games begin. Uh -oh. Let the games begin. Bring them on, baby. Now, you tell me, what is it like to go anywhere and have men and women hitting on you constantly? Oh, uh, um, well, you should know, but no. Yeah, I'm he gets hit on everywhere. Yeah, in my day, but I forgot. That was 30 years ago. <laughs> it don't work anymore. No, I think it's great. I like um, everyone hitting on me. I don't care who it is, just as long as you hit on me. You know, I don't care who you are. <laughs> you know... I asked Tony Curtis because I knew Tony well, the actor, and right. I, said, I said, Tony, you know, what's the story? Are you gay or straight? He said, no, I'm not gay. He said, I just have sex with everybody. Exactly. I'm just horny. That's it. I'm just yeah, that's, what he, that's what he said. He said, I love sex and I don't care who it's with. Well, men, that's men or women. You know, he was not gay. He loved women. I mean, God, he banged everybody in Hollywood, even Marilyn Monroe. So, you know, Tony was not a gay guy. But he didn't I care. I think there's he labels in him, but the labels, you know, there's no labeling. It's just right. you are what you are. One so day you want chocolate ice cream, one day you want vanilla, one day you want, you know, strawberry. That, I feel that way. Do you have somebody special in your life? Um, yeah, I have a few. <laughs> no. I mean, like, she's a bitch. I love her. Now, listen. Sexual. Buy me something, all right? I'm sexual. No, <laughs> now, what's your type in a girl? Oh, uh, over-the-top blondes, big boobs. And what's your type in a boy, a man? Over-the-top blondes with big boobs. <laughs> First of all, I want to punch his teeth. We out. have to like look at the <laughs> look oh, at his I'll teeth. If I had a hammer, I'd knock all those teeth out of your mouth. I mean, look at those teeth. Where did you get those teeth? How much they're did mine. they? And what did they cost? No, they're mine. I never did anything to my teeth. He just takes. You were, he you just were takes born with those teeth? Yeah. I, well, you know, my second teeth. Yeah. You know, you get the baby teeth, and then these come in, but. No, seriously. Swear my mother's urn. I'm not kidding. No, why, why is God so cruel? He made you so gorgeous and others so ugly. I mean, you know, really. I mean, you're so fucking outrageous. Everybody gorgeous. in the chat room is saying they all want your hair. The girls and the guys, I, everybody. I want, his, I want his hair. I could grow hair like that, except I would look like I was Tales from the Crypt, like I just crawled out of a coffin and my hair was growing. You know, when you die, your nails and your hair grow. That's what I would look like. Like I mean, I'm too old, <laughs> but if, if I were your age, I would have my hair like that. So, wait, we have to do some bragging on you, first of all. because like bragging? He's, we've done it. No, 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 no. That's on his looks, but we have to talk He's, about because But He's, wait a minute. I have to ask him the most important question. Okay. God gave you everything, but I bet he gave you a two-inch penis. I knew you were going to say that. No, I have a huge one. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> Marty Ingalls asked to see it one time. He's like, <laughs> Marty. Oh, I knew Marty. Marty was crazy. Marty Ingalls was fabulous. He was. He stripped almost naked at Shelley Winter's birthday party at our table because somebody admired his T-shirt, and then they said we like your pants too. And he began to disrobe, and his wife just sat there looking at me and looking at him and looking at Shelley. That's what Shirley Jones did to me when he asked about my cock. He's like, "How big's your cock? Let me see it." I was like, and she's looking at him like, "Going well." Oh, God, God even gave you a big dick. I mean, that's not fair. You big got it all. Big, big, big hair. Big 
I'm ready. I mean, so wait, because we got to do because he's got some really amazing credits of things well, that he's I done. Found I found out what everybody wanted to know. Okay, does but this gorgeous, hot, sexy guy have a wang of death? And he does. So now he's perfect. So everybody out there, plug in the vibrators and follow him on Twitter at Daniel DiCrisio, D-I-C-R-I-S-C-I-O. And he's Italian. Ha 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 ha. That's right, an Italian in Hollywood, right? So here, you guys, I'm going to give away some of your credits. First of all, you've worked because you said you like blondes with big boobs, and you've worked with all of them. Um, uh -huh. So he's worked with Pamela Anderson, Anna Nicole Smith, Cato Kalen. <laughs> Faye Resnick, the Barbie twins, Stevie Nicks, and Marilyn Manson. Oh, Stevie Nicks. Now yes. I really hate you. He's, now I despise he's, you. He's also been on the Ali G, the Ali G, the Ali G, G show. show. Right. And that's Bruno. He got I know. he got interviewed by Bruno. We have to see that. <laughs> Do, uh, we, love, we love Bruno. Bruno we is hilarious. Him. But oh, Stevie, well, I, know. I had no idea that son of a bitch was Bruno, though. Oh. <laughs> I didn't, I swear, because everyone thinks it's put up. I had no idea. So if you watch that, I have no idea. I think he's Stefan from Germany, from Austrian MTV. So the whole time I'm talking to him, that's who I think this son of a bitch is. So. I thought it was put on because you could see the makeup is all uh, theatrical if you're close. No. But on the I, Ali G show, that was before Bruno the movie and everything. I don't care about anything. I want to hear about Stevie Nicks. Let me know. <laughs> no, no, I adore Stevie. What, it is it, what is it you did with Stevie? Best time with Stevie, I'll tell you something. Best time was we went to Moonshadows in Malibu. It was late at night, and we went to the bar first before dinner. And we were sitting there looking at each other, and she goes, hold my hand. And the whole place just was like, whoa. And all of a sudden, I was like, shit, I'm famous right now because Stevie Nicks is fucking holding my hand, you know. And then we had dinner and all. But everybody's just watching. It was, just, it was great. I couldn't believe it because I still think about being from back east where I'm from, from Delaware. So I'm always like that. I always think about that, you know, that I'm very blessed, lucky, or whatever to be doing these things, you know? So, hey. You That's know. how I feel with all the celebrities that are friends of mine. You know, I've interviewed half of the world of legends of Hollywood, yeah. if you if you know who I am. I no, mean, I the great of Jane Russell, Tab Hunter, Cliff Robertson, Lauren Bacall, the list goes on and on. And, yeah. and most of them are my friends, and I feel blessed also to uh, be friends with the people I saw on the screen when I was 15 and 16 years old, and I loved them. I thought they were gods and goddesses. And then, of course, when I got to know them, I found out that they scratched the grass. <laughs> They burped in your face, you know, they cursed. That's Betty, right. They get up Betty, in the morning and take a piss just like you do. So, yeah. You know. I mean, Betty Davis, who everybody thought was the grand lady, she used the F word more than anybody I know. Well, Lauren Bacall was a close, you know, behind her. These broads were tough. They cursed. They didn't give That's a shit. That's it, broads. You got it, broads. They're broads. They're broads. Yeah. So now, what do you aspire <laughs> to be besides a kept man? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And don't tell me there's no sugar daddy somewhere for you, honey bun. You the could sugar call mommy. Or either sugar babies. Because you could call you could call sugar the, milf. You could call the price. <laughs> you are better looking and far sexier than the other guy that was on all the yeah. magazines with the long hair. The F word. The F word? No, no, what's his name? No, 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 never. He's talking about what's Fabio. the guy? In, uh, Fabio, no, Fabio. never Fabio, no. No, we uh, actually had, you know that giggle, gigolos, that jig Wait, 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 you're, you're, you're sexier and better looking than Fabio. Yeah. And Fabio was on all the magazines, the drawings of him, and, you know, sexy. Mm -hmm. you're well, we also had the gorgeous We guy. had a bunch of the guys from that gigolos show on A&E or whatever on, and, like, you're way better looking than all those gigolos. And that guy said he gets $8,000 a weekend. <laughs> right. So I mean, 
Chippendale before for a little bit. So you oh, he was at Chippendale for a little bit, he said. Of course he was. <laughs> <laughs> so was, hold on, he was, was also... I was also an exotic dancer. <laughs> yeah, I was, at Fair Play... Fairchild Nursing Home. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, he was... Because uh, uh, you're also friends with a bunch of our New York friends, because, you know, we, we just moved here in February. And I miss my New York. And, uh, and we're very... We're good friends. Yeah, and so we... Vamp Biker's Trey, because Eric Revis, and we went to all his parties, and Michael Musto's in the movie with he, him. Oh. And we, we hung out with all you're, those you're people. You're in Michael's we were, movie now? It's not Michael's movie. It's, it's Eric's movie. Eric's movie. Do you, so I, I, they, and, and, and you have to know Randy also, Randy Jones. I know everybody. The cowboy, of course I do. He grabbed my crotch <laughs> on the red carpet, and I was like, oh, my God. He's like that's, grabbing my package, you know. So that, that's all. Uh, that's all of our friends back east. Oh yeah, Randy's hung. Randy's a wolf. I mean, we go on to parties with him. I mean, he has a lover for like a hundred years, and the lover never's with him. And Randy targets these young, strappy, hot-looking guys, and these guys melt. I mean, actually, I was his sitting, birthday was last weekend. We weren't there. Right. No, we were his first. We went. We went to three years before that. Yeah, <laughs> two, we've been to a couple of his three. birthdays, and we were sitting there drinking vodka. And I don't drink well. I have one little drink, and I'm dizzy. That's and, me. Same way. And I'm easy. Yeah, uh, that's you too. Yeah. <laughs> so now, I, now, now I'm I telling everybody. Work. Take him, take him to a bar. One drink, he's yours. That's me. Cheap one thing. drink, cheap. I'm cheap. I I, I become a, a low down slut with one drink. <laughs> I mean, things I won't do sober. I do everything drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> wait a sec. Cheap. I want to like because I want to do a little more bragging and I want to talk about some stuff real quick. Okay. So first of all, you guys, I uh, on Daniel's bio and 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 a lot of you, if you're younger, if you're in our age bracket of Ron and I, like you, you'll know who all this is. But he was he's considered the Messiah of makeover. After after his historical transformation of Paula Jones, you guys, Paula Jones, that was all during the Clinton sex scandal. And after the case was dismissed, he was listed in the New York Post as the winner and loser in the winner in the winner and loser list of Jones versus Clinton. Do you remember that sex scandal? It was huge. It was like the biggest thing. I wasn't thing on born the- yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it, but that brought you a ton of attention because you were on. You were always you were with her. Wait, let me see if I could do it. Wait a minute, if I pull it a little bit. Let me see if I can. Oh my God, he looks like me now. Look, there you <laughs> go. Actually, I could be your father. We could be father and son, or grandfather, grandfather and grandson. <laughs> but no, for Paula Jones and the Jones versus Clinton thing, I'm. I actually got. That's what put me on the map. I did O.J. Simpson with Faye Rising and Cato and all those Star Jones people. But the thing was, when I did Paul with Jones and I went to D.C. and that makeover hit, that, I was like international ever, overnight. My phone was stacked the next day. I was on Extra, Geraldo, everywhere. So that did it. And then I started getting the offers. That's what happened. You know, Bruno and all these things and just came. You were on The Tonight Show too, right? Yeah, three times. You know, well, it, with Jay Leno. It snowballs. Now tell me, when you were like, 15, were you a mess, ugly and pimply and disgusting or gorgeous? <laughs> were you gorgeous at 15 also? I, I, people tell me I look exactly the same, but I have long hair now, so I don't know. You tell me. So then you were a cute, so then you were cute candy. I was just like this. Okay. <laughs> so you, so you, were, you, were, so you definitely were arm candy at 15. How many old hustle, how many old, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? John. Gay hawks. You know, in the gay chicken world, hawks. we say chicken hawk. Chicken hawk. That's chicken how many hawks. chickens. They used to go after you like they used to go after me. Oh God, they still do. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I, I don't get chicken hawks anymore because they're too old. They're in wheelchairs. They're half dead. He doesn't like them I old. get the young ones. I get young guys hitting on me, and Jimmy goes crazy. I don't get the old bags. People my age or in their 60s, they're not interested. They, want they act young. like I'm not even there. If we go to a, if we were to go to like a gay bar and be standing there, somebody will actually walk in front of me and separate the two of us to talk to him. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm a piece of ass yeah. for my age. I'm a, I'm a piece of ass. Wait, I'm the version of you at 78. So I when you're so. 78, you could look like me, still be hot. It's like I we're mean, it's sexy. Of us. Look. I told you I did a cheesecake last week in a bathrobe. I ate naked. the cheesecake last week. Bathroom. <laughs> I put his cheesecake on my Instagram and I got 600 and something likes. And the it. point was, at 78 years old, you can still be sexy. My oh, body is, I don't have mushy skin. I don't have chicken skin. My legs are beautiful and firm. My he doesn't have any good. cottage cheese anywhere. No. And, I, and you know what? I'm really, I'm really, no, I'm really blessed. And I think you're blessed also because you have my thinking. Which is to be perfect, always. To always look your very best. Aren't we and brought up that way? I was brought up this way. You look your best when you go in public, okay? My that's mother how taught that to me my whole life. So right. it's not something I'm doing out here. I would look like this if I were back east. This is the way I was brought up. Right. You don't know, look like too. a mess. My mother was Jenny Gabriel, the silent movie actress. My mother would never leave the house without putting on lipstick. That's oh, it was unheard, unheard of. I mean... Yeah. If the house was on fire and she couldn't find her lipstick, she would die in the flames rather sure. than go out without lipstick. And, yes. my, and we were raised, you know, with that. And also Jane Russell, who became my very dearest friend in the world, we hung out. I said to Jane, what's the difference with people today and in your day? She said, in my day, we always looked the best. And that was what it was. We dressed to look beautiful to the best. She said, today, they're all slobs. Do you agree? Yes. The thing is, I think it's better to be dressed up and go out, but you get a lot of shit lately because people don't want to be dressed up. So when you do that, you sometimes get a weird reaction, you know? Yes. Because people are dressing down today, and if you go out looking like me, like I do, I can have a good time or a hard time. It depends, you know? So I, I love it, though. I, I Googled you and looked at all your images uh, on Google, and, and uh -huh. you have all different kinds of like things that you wear, and everything is super funky and I, I, a long time ago, I was a celebrity clothing designer, and, and I made a lot of the stuff like you were wearing. And, and I thought, oh, my God, this guy, he looks fabulous everywhere he goes. And I think it should be that way. If you're going to be a superstar, you need to look like one. And, Danny, the truth, you don't have to answer this. What, how old are you? Oh, 25 plus postage and handling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> That's my answer. That stays. <laughs> you snaky little twat. So, you guys, <laughs> hang on. So, so you guys... Daniel wait, does. Listen, wait a minute. Do you ever get to Palm Springs? Of course. Oh, good. Course. Next time you come, please give us a ring and don't give me bullshit. We have a lot of dinner parties here. I'd love for you to come to the dinner party. We could have a ball. We sing. We have a good time. We all get loaded. We have a really fun time. And everybody's celebrity that comes here, so you won't be, you know, out of um, sorts. So what kind of ring do you want, though? What kind of carrot? What kind of a what? ring? <laughs> what, do you say? what kind of ring do you want? What kind of ring? Carrot? You want so you guys, so no, Dan believe it or not, I'm so in love with him. I could have had rich 
gorgeous, older, you know, yachts. He went airplanes. with me up and coming. <laughs> and I went with Jimmy up and coming, but actually he had more money than I did. So I said, <laughs> you know, you got to test him. Jimmy, Jimmy's 24 years younger than I am. And I have been approached by many, many young people because they think I'm loaded and I could be the old John and keep these young jerks, which I dismissed them right away. So when I met Jimmy, I had to find out the bankroll. And I found out what he was worth. And I said, okay, he's not after my money. So he obviously must like old bags. I love old bags. <laughs> and that's all he I likes. love this old bag. And, and in the chat room, they're saying you are so beautiful, they can't even stand it. I can't stand it either. If I could get this microphone and smack him in the face and, and ruin his face, I would. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate him with such a In the a meantime, passion. you guys, so you guys heard all the things that I said. TV and media Gorgeous. personality, actor, singer, so model. Handsome. He's a singer, you guys. He has a self-titled debut album called Sin that came out about a year and a half ago, maybe? Two years ago? ago? Now I'm doing a new thing with Trax Records and they're remixing my songs and putting them out so i've had four singles out already and um they've been doing really well and i've been at the ace hotel downtown for the past six months doing shows so i've been going open so for what is what is excess because that's the video i want to play X is that from a new album or an old album that's that's the original version of xx but tracks remix it though but this is not the version you're playing okay and in this version you have cameos by john barrymore and sally kirkland yes they're in the video Yes. John Barrymore is dead. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is it new John son. Barrymore? Yeah, the son. Son John Barrymore. And you know yeah. Sally Kirkland. Junior, Junior. And you know Sally Kirkland. Oh, I know Sally Kirkland. Yeah, sure I, I do. Love I love her. Sally. Sally and I, when Shelley Winters died, we were at the Silver Spoon doing a, yeah. a, little, a little eulogy. Were you there? No, doing, no. She was talking about Silver Spoon. We were, now do, we were doing a eulogy for Shelley. And Shelley and I loved... A tuna fish sandwich on white toast with a chocolate malted. We both ordered that. And I said to the owners of the Silver Spoon, let's name that sandwich the Shelly Winters. And we did. And Sally was a doll. I love yeah, Sally. Yeah, he used to love Super Silver Spoon. It's not there. It's not there anymore. I used, to, I, used to go, I used to go there with Mr. Blackwell and Jane Russell and everybody. Oh, would Mr. Be there. Blackwell hit on me. He hit on me years ago. Oh, I'm sure. He did, and he had Spencer with him, too. <laughs> they, were, they were like best friends. Well, Richard was my dearest friend in the world, and he said to me, because he was very ill, he said to me, I'm sorry I didn't meet you 20 or 30 years ago. And I said, but Richard, I wasn't born. You know, so, <laughs> but he had, he had a yen for me also, because New York, a, an Italian Jew tough, just like him. He's an Italian Jew from New York, Brooklyn. And we had a lot in See, common. So you guys have both been hit on by the same people. How interesting. Well, Blackwell, is, Blackwell <laughs> listen, Blackwell, when he first came to Hollywood, was lovers with Cesar Romero. Then he mm -hmm. went out with Tyrone Power for six months. Then he broke up with, uh, Tyrone broke up with Blackwell and he tried to kill himself. Then he mm -hmm. went in a three-way with Cary Grant and Randolph Scott. Yeah. So, Bla yeah. So Blackwell had a pretty good record of banging all of Hollywood's hot guys. All the hot guys. So you would have just been another one. Another trick. <laughs> another no, fabulous one. Just a, <laughs> another. Yeah. Well, you and I would have just been another, you know, notch, notch on his rifle. So hang on. So you guys. So Daniel's got this song, you guys, uh, and it's X Sex, not XS. X Sex. Oh wait, I want to ask you one more question before I forget. Would you do frontal nudity in a movie? Yes. Because what's-his-name is all over the Chris place. Chris Pine. Now. Chris Pine has a package, they said, that is gigantically enormous. He has to tape it to his leg when he works. You know Duck why I would? I'll tell you why. 
because a lot of people said they won't do that, but I already did that Burt Reynolds centerfold redo they did for the anniversary. It's on my Instagram. There's a photo of it, but um, and the media covered it. But I feel like you only live once. You know what? And I don't care. I want to live it. I want to experience it all. You know, the times have changed, and I don't really care anymore. So my feelings are, it's sexism, <clears throat> sexist. Thank women, you. Women have to go naked in a movie. It's okay. But a man doesn't. So to me, it's exploiting a woman's nudity like she's a piece of crap. She's only a woman, so what? Show her pussy, show her boobs. What do we care? But a man is special. We don't show his penis. I think that's bullshit. I agree. It should be equal the way you want a woman naked in a film, put a man. Because many gay people and women love to see dick. I mean, let's face it. Well, why not? It's your. It's everyone. It's like what men and women. There's two things: a pussy or a dick. So what's exactly. the big deal? Get over it. No yeah. big deal. The world is going in that direction slowly. Yeah. They all I say. Mean, look, at Don, look at Donald Trump. It said that he grabs pussy. I mean, you know. Anyway, so here's where we're going to go. I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. You don't Trump. talk about I hate this fuck in front of me. Get him off the screen <laughs> yeah. already. I'm going to vomit. I'm going to go. Best thing now, before I, music starts, you know, I might as well just say it, though, but I opened for Grace Jones at Paramount Studios before, which is one of my things that I like to promote. Could you do me a favor? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Daniel, do me a favor. No, wait, I don't hear what I he want said. One more thing, and I'm not, never speaking oh, to Oh, that'll this, never happen. This trick again. <laughs> Daniel, do me a favor. Go yes. in the bed- bedroom, take a pillowcase off the pillow, put it over your head, and then come back on the show so I could function properly. Because I really think I hate you more than anyone I ever saw. You probably are the best-looking guy we've ever had, and we've had a lot of really he's, good ones. He's, mag- he's magnificent. He's gorgeous. And I don't flip over any... I mean, I would... He never. He always says, "Oh, you're very handsome," and the girls he calls beautiful. But never have we had a guy where he's just like, "Oh my you God, he's so are, good looking." Shut off now. Is that really? Let me take my clothes off. Is that it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you no, want no, full no. frontal on here? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think if I ever saw you, I'd throw battery acid in your face. Right. Yeah, <laughs> oh God. And then I'd give make you sure a he wait. You're and then I'd give you a crew cut. Yeah. Oh, of course I would turn you on. You get a hard on on that one. <laughs> so wait, tell us the th- tell us the thing about Grace Jones because like, I love you, I actually, Daniel. I, I really do. Well, uh, with my PR company, we actually work with her brother, Chris. Yeah, Chris. He was the one helping her backstage with her outfit. Right. I love. So you opened for Grace, or what did you do? Yeah, yeah. Opened for Grace Jones as a Paramount Studios on the Blue Tank lot, and then we did a VIP show on the New York Street. But um, she was at least like an hour and a half late, though. <laughs> you know, oh, that's was- I hear she's a real bitch. Uh, she was fine, but she was high as a kite. Sorry, but, you know, at the end oh, of the conversation... I, I heard she's a tough... Hang on, let, let her answer the question. Well, I want to pump it out of him. He ain't giving me yes, what he I is. want. He said, he said that she was late, she was high as a kite. You're, just, you're not listening. Oh, yeah, that's, but that's not what I'm going for. Okay, people, that, people that have worked with her said she is impossible. I didn't find that. I opened okay. for her. She wanted me. She liked my song. I guess she liked Dolph Lundgren, so she likes blondes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, who wouldn't like you? If you walked in a graveyard, I think corpses would come out of the grave and admire you. So so here's what we're going to do. Chad, you have the video? Yes, sir. All right, you're going to introduce it for us, Daniel. You introduce it, and then we're going to play the video, and when it's over, we'll come back and talk some more. All right, this is X-Sex by me, Daniel DeCrisio.
There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. So that was Excess by Daniel DeCrecio, and that's off of his uh, debut album, Sin. But be looking out because that's getting remixed, and there'll probably be a remix something video coming soon. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Daniel DeCrecio. It's D-A-N-I-E-L-D-I-C-R-I-S-C-I-O. Do you have a website? Yeah, it's DanielDeCrecio.net. .net, you guys, so DanielDeCrisio.net, because he's got so much stuff going on, and one of the things he's got going on that we're going to play a little, like, 20-second teaser for in a second is a new TV show he's going to have coming out. It's called Trendsetting with Daniel DeCrisio. Tell us what it's about. (laughs) You do that so well. (laughs) It's it's my thing. It's my little, you know. But, no, Trendsetting with Daniel DeCrisio, it's an episodic show that I'm going to, every week, tackle a subject on social media 
that has become so important to the public. And I really want to find out if they're interested or not and what, what makes them do this or not. And whether it's music, fashion, lifestyle, or whatever. So okay. the first episode I tackle is this big boobs, small waist, and big butt thing that all these girls are looking like. And I'm trying to find out if they really follow this. That's the Kardashian crap. Now, answer me a right. question honestly. When you're out in public, do people call you a fag? Like no. men say, look at that faggot. No, they say they want to suck <clears> the <throat> <in> car. <laughs> <laughs> Ron liked that one. That's what I would say, too. No, seriously. It kind of um, turns around the other way. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, like those fat truck driver types with the hat. He doesn't backwards. go to fat truck driver. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, he, look, if he He's walk, like a Beverly Hills person. Well, wait a second. If he gets out, if he's doing a film somewhere, let's say in Canoga Park, and the, on a on, the bathroom in the park. On Topanga Canyon, <laughs> on Topanga Canyon Boulevard, and a truckload of degenerate men, those old disgusting fat things with the hat backwards and the beards. <laughs> If they yell out, hey, hey, faggot, what do you go do? I would just drop my pants and say, eat this, baby. <laughs> no, you're just saying your point is. <laughs> First of all, everybody, you guys. That's an insult. <laughs> you guys have to follow Daniel on, on all his social media, on his Instagram. I mean, like, if you see, he's so photogenic, and, and he's never in a picture with anybody who's not incredibly gorgeous. Right. And so also, like, he's a Pretty nice, hangs out with wait Pretty. Wait a second. He's he's a bit conceited, but why not? Who wouldn't be? I mean, <laughs> shit on you. And but you know what? Screen, you guys. I, I see. <laughs> I see a very nice friend here, and um, yeah, I would be your friend if you ever came to Palm Springs. You could hang out with us. We have a good time. You're a nice guy. That's what's most important. You're not a prissy purse lip. Mm, one of those things. You know those Percy bitches. I hate. Like in Palm Springs, we've got so many of them. They think who the fuck they are. They came from shit. They made a couple of bucks because their 100-year-old lover died. And they bought a house. And now they think they're just perfect. They're all Jackie O, you know, Jackie yeah, Kennedy. I hate those queens. I got to love it. So hold on. Here's what we're going to do. Chad, do you have the video I sent you? I do. I have a 19-second clip. All right. So we're going to play this little clip, you guys, for you. Um, it's trend-setting with, trend with Daniel DeCrecio, but you actually in, introduce it. Let's just play it real quick. It's going to go really fast. Yeah, this is just the introduction to the show, basically, for trend-setting with Daniel DeCrecio. So get ready this for it. This is trend-setting with Daniel DeCrecio. There you go. That was quick. All right, everybody. So that was it. And you can follow up all his updates on everything by going to DanielDeCrisio.net or follow him on Twitter or Instagram. Or he's probably on Facebook. I didn't look you up on Facebook because I'm oh, not really a real Facebook person. Facebook all of that. And you can also look on the bathroom wall for Daniel DeCrisio. <laughs> Next to Jimmy Starr. So how do you? And I want to take a picture next to him. This way we could put it on Facebook and say, "Who is the real Daniel DeCrisio?" Mm. He is. No, with my picture next to him. Let people let people think who it is. Well, they could might think that you're his father, and you could say uh -oh. Daniel. Why don't you uh -oh. think I'm blowing out your ass, uh -oh. somewhere, you evil queen? <laughs> Oh, he's evil you're the husband. one who said you could be his father earlier. I can say, it, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, but what if they think I'm your father? Then what? <laughs> See, what do you so, say? 
<laughs> no, but you didn't get it. If I had a picture taken right next sure, to you, sure. and then we would ask the Facebook people, which one is the real Daniel? They Do wouldn't know. They would be so confused. They would say, I don't know. They both look like Daniel. Hmm. Also, I it wanna... was a joke. It, 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 it blew up. We got it. It. It's a bad, bad joke. Move on. No, it's not. <laughs> bad joke. Move on. So but Wait, wait. Do you sleep nude? Yes, I do. How do you know? Are you in my bedroom watching? No, no. I may be one day. But you, <laughs> now, when you're sleeping in bed nude, yeah. do you get an erection and the sheets go up? What sheets? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's fast. You're quick. Another another smart wop. I love it. Another one. He's fast like I am. It's very good. I like fast people. I want to give another plug to you guys. So Daniel is also, on top of all the other things he does, he's also the editor and features writer for Lick Magazine, which is a pet magazine, you guys. And he oh. does, look at him licking. Ooh. Oh, now all the women. Are, and he does a, he their does a, exploded. He does a column <laughs> in every, in every uh, issue called Animal Chat. It's a very cool magazine. He does celebrities and their pets. And uh, and oh, everybody need, and where do people see? Two. Look forward to these two. They'll be in there next. And so, where and where, where do people have, go to find it? Where do people go to find Lick Magazine? What's the website? Well, it's LickMagazine.net. And we also, go. listen, wait, wait, let him finish. I can't also, finish. what? And it's also Issue.com for the magazines. Oh I, yes, got it. Okay, okay. fabulous. And there's all the issues there. Daddy, I, I want you to put. Jimmy and I in that magazine. We have two of them. We're in it already. I've we're already sent them all the stuff for it. Oh, we're in it? Well, no, our, we're not in it yet. We're going to be in with, it. With our dogs. Remember the day that you were sick and you were like, how come we have to take these pictures with the dogs? Oh. That's who it was for, him. That's me. Oh, I look like shit that day. <laughs> you look good. Yeah, no, you look good. You're not going to be able to tell me from the dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that's oh. right. It was him. I, okay, I figured it out. It was you, not a dog. Okay. Yeah, I am so happy and I am so proud to be in that magazine. I cannot tell you because I love dogs more than people. Me I really too. do. Me yeah. too. And, and what an honor to be in that magazine. What kind of dog do you my have? Dogs. What kind of dog I do you have? Cat dog. I had dogs growing up, but now I'm a cat man, so I have these cats all the time. Oh, I was yeah. the vice president of a cat organization and I rescue cats and trap and release and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. Well, you could be the spokesperson okay, so, for pussy. So, who's your. Let's do. Okay, so <laughs> let's say you're an actor and you could be in any. Uh, I hate him. Get him off. Look at that smile. Smile. I like it when he does his little power. Oh, I wish you wouldn't be here. <laughs> I don't think I could ever see this. So guy. let's say let's say you're an actor. Okay, you're an actor, and you you could be yeah, in any movie that's you could you could be in any movie that's ever been made before. Number one, what movie would you have liked to been in? And number two, who's a a male and a female actor that you that are like on your bucket list? Like, oh my god, I'd really love to do something with these two people. Say me, say me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long question. I got lost there. I know about the movie, <laughs> but you know, I'm not that bright. Remember, I can't have it all. So. Not so we need a, a, male and, a male and female <laughs> celebrity actor that you'd like to be in a movie starring with. What male actor would you like to be starring with and what female actor? Well, actress that would you fine be? if he's doing full frontal. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Angelina Jolie with her lips, okay? So I'm ready. There you go. When you do full... Fr fr I can't even say it. I'm so upset. When you do front... Full frontal. Full frontal. I, I want to be the makeup man. <laughs> Yeah, you can shave my balls. You're down there too. Okay, you can do it all. Just do it. Okay, wait, wait. And what's a female? What female would you want to be Angelina in? Oh, oh, that's my little girl. She grew up in my house. 
Angie, Angie Voigt lived around the corner, and my daughter Deirdre went to school with her, and they were best friends for years. And Angie actually was, she played in our house all the time, and she was a delicious little girl. And what I always say to our fans that are watching, everything on Angie is real. The boobs, the lips, everything. There's nothing artificial about her. The way she looks now, she looked when I met her at six years old. But she's well, so classically beautiful. That's oh, she's magnificently beautiful. She was a beautiful child. Like there. It's gorgeous, you know. She's not like these girls today that I see with all that fake stuff everywhere. You know, it's just no. it's cool happening, but she's just as classy. I don't like the. I don't and like she's the. She's as sweet as could be. Well, I don't she's like. She's a little crazy, I must tell you. A little weird. If you took all the crazy people off the street, there'd be nobody on the street. Remember? Yeah. So, but she's a little. She's a little weird, but not hurtfully weird. She's nice. She's kind. She's sweet. She's considerate. She's very shy. And she's gorgeous. I mean, I ran into her not long ago in Beverly Hills in a drugstore, and she still is a shy. And she was a woman. She's still a shy woman. She's not a, a show-off by any means. <clears throat> She's very, very withdrawn and very calm and very sweet and so gorgeous. We went to an event a couple of weeks. Oh, let me talk. Wait, I want to finish. <laughs> you jump, you jump on my lines, you motherfucker. I'm going to hit you with this. It's mic. my turn to talk. Listen to the words. We have to go in a second. And I listen to the words he makes me say. He aggravates me. Oh yes. I wanted to say when I saw Angie in the drugstore, she did not have on one drop of makeup. Her hair was. Oh, back in a ponytail, and she was gorgeous. Yes, I know. She just has it. She just has it. That's all. She just has it. Gorgeous, you know? without makeup, and she was dressed in jeans and a sloppy sweatshirt or whatever it was. She wasn't dolled up at all, and she was just. But crazy. I do think Chris mine's hot too. So there you go. Both of them at once. Bring them on. Bring there them on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So we went to this info list event a couple of weeks ago, and it was like a pre-Comic-Con red carpet thing. And all the girls had the big boobs, the tiny waist, and the big ass, and they all looked like hookers. And I thought it was terrible. And I've, tried, I've met Kim Kardashian. She's not very nice. I've known them before Kardashians. Yeah, I knew them before everybody knew who they were. And now they're telling me about them. When I used to know them, you know, they would be like, oh, who cares? Yeah. Now they're telling I don't know. So I'm like, you know, you people, really, come on. But then we met one actress there, and her name was Adrienne Wilkin Wilkinson, and she looked like uh, Audrey Hepburn. She had small boobs, totally a beautiful class. long dress, and she was like, just looked like somebody out of a Turner Classic she movies. She was chic and, and she class was fabulous and, and, and stood out like a sore thumb. And I, I thought, if I was looking at all the women in the whole place, if I was casting a movie, I would never cast all these ones who all look the same. I would cast this one who was classy and elegant and gorgeous and not. Yeah, of course. Now, it didn't look like a whore. Now, Danny. You yes. Certainly play in those Viking movies. Why the fuck aren't they? Yeah, you I said the F word again. That's three. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, you should be like in. I, I, I say too many. I'm Game only, of Thrones or no, something. No, I'm only allowed a certain amount of Fs and I have to count them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you could be in those. Like uh, Game of Thrones. No, the one with the, 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 the guy Thor. You could oh. be Thor. One I of those kinds. People say to me all the time here. You should be Thor. Every time it says that to me, you say. You know it. what I mean? Why aren't you being cast? Hey, listen, casting agents out there, get this guy. He's gorgeous. He, I hope you can act. <laughs> I think that was in Lee Strasberg, New York, and I also have. About he went to Lee Strasberg. What? He went to Lee Strasberg in New York. Lee in New York. Oh my God! Does that bring me back? Lee, crazy Lee. Yeah. He was out of his mind. Another, another nut job. <laughs> But anyway, he made Mar he made Marilyn Mon he made Marilyn Monroe cry every day. Marilyn Monroe cried every day. Jeffrey Horn was my instructor in one class, and he would tell me about Marilyn. 
and how she'd look like a young girl in class no one would even know. And then he'd see her out at night on the red carpet looking like Marilyn Monroe. You know, he said it was crazy. Right. Yeah. Well, she was schizo. There was Norma Jean and Marilyn. <laughs> Terry, Terry Moore, who's an actress, told me in an interview that when she worked with Terry Marilyn Monroe. Terry Hughes. Howard Hughes' ex? Yes. Huh? Yes. What? Yeah. He said Howard Hughes' ex? Yeah, Howard Hughes' ex-wife, Terry Moore, the actress. She's a friend of ours. And when mm -hmm. I interviewed her, she said Marilyn Monroe came out of the dressing room, all made up. She stood in front of the mirror and said, I'm Marilyn Monroe. Uh, and then she became from, she went from Norma Jean to Marilyn yeah. Monroe. She actually had to go into that character. Do you know Grant Kramer? We had Grant Kramer on the show a couple of months love ago. Terry's Grant. son. Oh, Grant Kramer, oh my. I love him. He was in the, which they're remaking now, my favorite horror movie. He loves Killer, Killer Clowns Clown, from Outer Space. Killer from Outer Clowns Space. from Outer Space is a totally demented film. And he was a young guy in that and cute too. Mm -hmm. And now they're redoing Gorgeous. that. I think it's going to be a TV series. I don't know. Killer, did you ever see Killer Clowns from Outer Space? No. No. Oh, it's so deranged and so demented and so bad that it's wonderful. <laughs> it's better than Killer Tomatoes. Oh, wow. You got to like love it. You got to like love it. So, <laughs> so what do we have coming up that we can like promote for you? Because we've got about three minutes and we got to go to our next guest. Well, I have my music. I have a new single called Dance to This coming out. And I also have Trendsetting with Daniel DeCrisio and the movie Japanese Borscht that stars Michael Musto. I just filmed that like a month ago in New York at Rockefeller Center. So oh, that's yeah. cool. I love that. Well, now one more question. Yes. And, and answer it honestly. Yes, are you, are you? Is your heart lonely? In my heart, lonely? Never. I love to be alone anyway. No, no, I'm I mean lonely for love, for someone <laughs> to love you and adore you and kiss you and hug you is and be an your partner. No, well, it's not no, an offer. No, no, it's, oh, don't hit me. <laughs> it's not an offer. It's for our audience i want them to say everybody in the chat room i want them ready. to say me 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 pick me pick me that's what i want them to say jimmy you ruined the whole fucking thing that's five bucks uh, that's six. Oh my god i'm using up all my f's they're gonna cut the cord and stop i'm using up all my f's that's okay no, so he's not lonely. It's, Look at him. He's like a total player. It's <laughs> like, it's like, no, no, no. Let, let me tell you something. You could play and have sex with the world, the most gorgeous men, but you could also be very lonely for love. Uh, love and sex are two different things. That's you, true. You, That's true. I mean, when the nights are down and he's alone and he's having... He's that, only 25. He's got plenty of time to and meet he's somebody. he's 25. So is my ass 25. <laughs> your ass looks like a 25-year-old. Nice. You better be nice. No, you <laughs> oh, come on. You're, 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 if you're 25... He's 27. Yeah, right. I'm 33. Anyway, uh, I'm going to look you up. He doesn't I, look, though. He doesn't look old at all. No, but I want him to be older so that he could help me fight ageism and <laughs> yeah. show that growing older is not... You don't have to grow old like an old man. Man, there's no reason to get fat and ugly. Get a little lift. Put some Botox. Do some fillers. Hey, which I'm I'll tell you right now, not to interrupt you, but I'm going to say this. It sounds arrogant to say. I've not had any work done. None yet. Neither I'll have I. Neither have I, but I'm thinking. See, because, you know how it, no, because you know how it is. That's what I'm thinking. The same thing under here starts to go. No, no, honey. You, know? you don't have a neck. You don't, uh, look, if you wear two pa pairs of pearls, you'll never tell. But <laughs> I, have, I have... <laughs> I, I have the swinging, the chicken neck. I am going, and when the weather gets cooler here, to have this tightened up. I am ready for a lower yes. lift. I need a lower lift. No, but see, I agree, and I think that's cool that you're thinking like that, because the other generations never did, and they'd let themselves go. It's like, what the hell? Why? 
You shouldn't. It's your, it's your only body you have. Go do it. You know. I think that people that are depressed and unhappy don't want to look good. They want to play that part. It's their costume for that part of their life. I'm unhappy. I'm poor. I'm this. I'm that. Uh, you and I are in the limelight. We're successful. We live well. We dress well. We have the means to buy the nice things too. Don't forget. Right. And we can go to gyms and we can get Botox and we could get lifts and we could have. Our, what is your gym thing balls like? Tighten. I don't work out. You don't work out? I, the only thing I do is I. Well, I don't do weights. That's what I mean by that. What I do is I swim and I walk and run and that's it. Yeah, you have a swimmer's let, let's, body. Let's see your upper body before you go. Take your shirt off. <laughs> Seriously. We have people out there. That, <laughs> we, had, we had Paul uh, Logan take his shirt off. Yeah, Paul Lo- we have many guys take their shirts Look, off. Look, he's got arms. He's, no, he's built. Cause you're, Why won't you, you, got, you take You guys Google off. Daniel DeCrisio on, on, uh, on Google, you guys, and just hit images, and you'll see like a million pictures of him. He looks fabulous. No, but this, I like the pout. No, that pout is so awesome. This way, like, the girls and guys will drool when they see him. Look, it looks like a girl now. I love that. All you need is a push-up, oh, bro. You, you know, I had this one girl say she wanted to have sex with me, but she wanted me to lay on a pillow, and she wanted to put makeup on my face. And I was like, and that turns you on? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing this for the casting people. Look how good he would look as Thor or one of those creatures. I'm not creatures, characters, creatures, believe me. Look at him. Absolutely. He, he would absolutely it. be a great Thor. I love it. I think it's fabulous. I mean, you should really be. I'm Look, serious. I took it off right there. <laughs> casting, cast, if anybody's out there, contact your casting people, friends, and tell them to look this guy up. Put him in one of those movies. He'd be sensational. I mean, Batman, some of them are ugly, and some of those creepy things in the Riddler, whatever they were, whatever <laughs> those things, those comic books. I love the hair. No, oh my God, I seriously. Love it. If if if, the, if all the mirrors in the world broke, would you kill yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so would he. <laughs> all right, everybody. So this is Daniel DeCristio. Danny, I love you. You're the best. Follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to DanielDeCristio.net. Uh, if you're casting any movies, he's a great one to go in them, and it's D-A-N-I-E-L-D-I-C-R-I-S-C-I-O, and now he's got glasses. He looks fabulous. We want to thank you for coming on thank the show. Thank you, Danny. Anytime you got new stuff to promote, let us know. We'll bring you back because we love having and you. And thank you for letting us have fun and playing with you. Listen, Palm Springs, I'm serious. Contact us in Palm Springs. We go to a lot of events. And you never know. We may have somebody in our living room that may say, yes, he would be fabulous in my movie. So... You know, it's a good invitation. And no sex. We're not after you. <laughs> I hate to break your heart. Well, then I'm not coming. Forget it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that. but uh, That's I don't, it. I don't want that. Forget it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. Daniel, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Take care and stay beautiful forever. Bye, darling. Fantastic. Bye, bye honey. What, what a, a cool sweet guy. What, a guy. Cool guy. what a great guy. Could you imagine looking like that and being as nice as he is? Most people that look good are nasty. But he's a good, fun, happy Chad, what'd you fella. think? He's the man. He's got it going on. I mean, is that face unbelievable? I have to punch him right in the face. He's so handsome. And he's been Ooh. on everything, you guys, really. He's been on, I mean, TMZ follows him around extra. He was on Geraldo, The Daily Show, Celebrity Justice. Uh, I mean, he's just been like every everywhere. He's like one of those people that like the, the gossip column things follow around yeah, to well, see what he's doing. Well, he's a celebrity, not necessarily a star. He's just right. called a celebrity. Jaja Gabor, she was a celebrity, never anything more. Uh, many people, Jane Mansfield, the famous uh, mother of, uh, what's her name? 
Jane Mansfield's daughter. Yeah, I know. I, know. I forgot her name. But yeah, you know her name. The Law and Order chick. Um, Marissa. Marissa Hargitay. Her mother, Jane Can you imagine, Mansfield. like, he would have been fun if he would have been palling around with, like, Paris Hilton back in the day because they both have that long blonde hair. That would be fun because uh, everybody Paris loved Paris Hilton back then. wasn't fun. My daughter met her. A lot of people knew her. Oh, I she, met her. She, she was, was nice. Not, she's, well, maybe not to girls that are pretty because she was a bitch. Oh, okay. You never know. But anyway, you guys, gay guys, everybody in the chat room loved him. You guys should follow him on Twitter at Daniel DiCricio, D-A-N-I-E-L-D-I-C-R-I-S-C-I-O. He's a lot of fun. Um, Chad, do you think we're uh, – is our next guest online? He's in the green room waiting. Oh, he's already called? No, I'm texting oh, okay. back and forth. So you want to, uh, like, play some kind of music video and we'll get him? What kind of music video? Let's play uh, Randy Jones' Hard Times. We can do that. All right, everybody. This is Randy Jones' last single that hit Billboard. It's called Hard Times, and uh, we went to the release of it when we were in New York. It was really cool, so enjoy that, and we're going to get our next guest, Carl Gottlieb, on the phone. Yeah. When was the last time you really went out and danced, y'all? Disco's open, and it is Saturday night.
right, fellas. There you go, Randy Jones. All right, everybody. That's Randy Jones. You guys, he's the cowboy from the village, people, and that's his solo hit name, Hard Times. And, Carl, just say something real quick. Let's make sure I'll introduce you once we know we can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? There you go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, writer, director, actor, producer, Carl Gottlieb. Hello, and welcome to the show. Welcome to me here being here. There you what? go. Let me. I'm going to introduce yeah, that was okay. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you, starting with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey there. I hear you can do a few things. <laughs> yes. I've heard you do some simple little nothing things, yeah. <laughs> like, like Jaws and you know nothing like that stupid movie, Jaws. What did it make? Two dollars, Jaws? Yeah. It was such a flop. What's going to happen all the tuna you could eat? I was a, uh, <laughs> a, if I was a Jeopardy category, it would be his hits begin with a J. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's funny. So that, then we've got the wait, man behind. Seriously, how much money did that movie make? Oh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Adjusted for inflation, it's one of the ten top grossing pictures of all time. So that puts it up in the billion dollar, you know, class. And, and it still holds up today. Yes, yeah, uh, surprisingly. I mean, there's, uh, you know, so as I'm fond of saying, it's always Shark Week somewhere. Right. Absolutely. Look at Sharknado. They all copied Jaws, but it never yeah. will be like Jaws. Jaws was the best. So we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Welcome to the show, Carl. Jaws is one of the best movies ever made. Absolutely. Thank you. And then we've got a chat room from people in countries like all over the place. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, chat rumors. And I think this, this is something that you're going to like, too. So when I was talking to Chad before the show, and I said he, he wrote the screenplay for Jaws, and he says, yeah, but you know what else he did? One of my favorite fun movies to watch is Caveman, and he wrote and directed <laughs> Caveman. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. So, yeah. so, yes, he also wrote Caveman. Chad, tell him what you liked about Caveman. Lana, Zug Zug Lana. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the movie Caveman, we've made up a cave dialogue, you know, with all made-up yeah. words. Uh, and Zug, or Zug-Zug, um, which is uh, to make love, yeah. uh, is actually the only real word in the whole movie, and it's Tibetan. It's Tibetan colloquial slang for doing it. Zug-Zug. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like love it. And you guys, the movie had Ringo Starr and Dennis Quaid and Shelley Long and a whole list of, like, yeah. really cool people who who nowadays are like super-duper-duper duper stars. I don't know if yep. they were big stars then or not, but they are superstars now. They were so big. Yeah, they were pretty big then. Not superstars, but they were famous stars. You got to like love it. Years ago when they did a uh, science fiction movie and you were supposed to speak like you're from Mars, they ran it backwards. So you would, <laughs> yeah, they did, like, I am here from Mars. And when it goes backwards, it's, <laughs> that's what the Martians say. You gotta like so anyway, it. I want to just get to you about Jaws. I mean, my God, how do you feel when people say to you, "You did the screenplay. You've got to bust buttons. You've got to be so proud of yourself because that was a hell of a piece of writing." Well, you know, it, it, it's it's become an iconic film. At the time, it was a job. You know, it was just something we had to do. It was tough to get through. It was a difficult location. Uh, the script was evolving as we worked every day. Um, actors were ad-libbing lines, local actors couldn't say the lines, so I'd have to make up something else on the spot on the set. So it's this kind of a hodgepodge. To this day, there is no existing real script of Jaws because it, it was in such a state of flux. The closest thing 
that comes to the real script is the editor's lined script, which was, you know, updated every day. But in, in terms of, of, of pride, you know, after 40 years, you, you kind of get used to saying, yes, thank you, thank you, I know it's a good film, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, by the way, Ron, for not saying, as everybody else has for 43 years, you know, after I saw that film, I didn't go in the water for, I didn't swim in the ocean, I didn't go in the pool. People say I was afraid of the water ever since that movie. And I say, well, you know, your chances of being bitten by a shark are about the same as being hit by lightning. Actually, you're, you're, uh, the odds are better that you'll be hit by lightning before you're bitten by a shark. He well, doesn't but, go in the ocean I, I anyway. Never, I don't go in the, I, before I saw Jaws, I never went in the ocean because uh, I, I lived on Long Island and Jones Beach was our beach. And it was famous for Red Ocean and it was famous for horseshoe crabs that stuck up with their thing. We had all kinds of things that you could hurt yourself in the water. So I've always been a swimming pool person, never an ocean person. That's well, why yeah. I, love, I loved your writing. Now, Thank difficult, you. difficult, very difficult to write about a shark that is the star of the movie. I mean, yes. without, without sounding like a moron or a child, how did you do it? What technique, what angle did you use to make this shark so fierce? And tell me it's because we never saw him truly. Yes, the, 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 you know, we had mechanical issues with the shark. It had never been tested in salt water. When we got to Martha's Vineyard and put it in salt water, it malfunctioned. It had to be repaired every day. Even on the days it was working, it had to go back to the shop and be repainted and refitted every night. So given the difficulties of the shark, what we decided, Stephen and I were both fans of a movie called The Thing. Great movie. Loved it. Uh, yeah, and and... In The Thing, you don't see The Thing until like 45 minutes into the film, and it's like a 70-minute black-and-white horror movie from the 50s. So we said, you know, let's, let's, let's take it, you know, page from that playbook, and if we, don't sh if we can't show the shark, let's show the dreadful effects of the shark. So you've got that opening kill scene, which is probably one of the most horrifying scenes in which the assailant is invisible. You know, it's just a, yes. a force mm -hmm. underwater. And then later, uh, the guys on the dock, you know, the whole dock is pulled out th into the ocean. And again, you don't see the shark. You, you see a fin. You see a little bit of the shark. And it's quite a while. And, and, and in terms of the shark going, you know, with, with its teeth, you don't see that until quite late in the movie when the guys are already at sea. It, right. it was a, so writing for the shark was easy. You didn't write. You just wrote, you know effects you know when, when we uh when we moved to palm springs was we moved here in february and right when we had just gotten our tv turned on like we watched a documentary about the making of jaws which i'm pretty sure you're in it yeah. um and yeah. it talked about the salt water and putting the shark in the salt water it was a fascinating uh you know documentary and so like it, it's kind of cool that we just recently but saw that and now you're on the show getting back to the not showing the shark I don't know how old you are, but I remember as a little boy listening on the radio at night to Inner Sanctum. Mm -hmm. We didn't see a thing. Our imagination saw it. So when yep. we heard the door creak open and the footsteps walked, we were terrified because we didn't know what it was. And I've always said that in acting, it's better not to speak. It's better to use emotion because then people can feel what you're feeling. Today, with the blowing up and the exploding movies and all the CGI, what do you think about that? Oi. That's all I can say. Oi. <clears throat> oi, oi is the best answer. 
Yeah, they're sucking all the air and money out of the business with prequels, sequels, reboots, remakes. Uh, nobody's got the courage of their convictions to put a lot of money into a new film. And when they do, they're rewarded. You know, Iron Man and, and uh, 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 Black Panther, uh, you know, that they show what the genre is capable of. And then you go to, you know, Transformers 9 and, you know, the... God yeah, they get, they get terrible as they well, go along. Well, in November... There's, 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 there's something... This is relevant to Jaws, but it's also relevant to these, relevant to these big, stupid effects movies. Um, it's Iron back. Law... Okay, let him finish. I'm sorry. I, I, Iron, law, Iron Law of sequels. Only the last one loses money. Yes. Absolutely. That's why we have but Police Academy they're going. They're going back to the not seeing. In November, I start a movie where I can't talk about it, but the thing that um, attacks is very rarely seen, but it's heard. Mm -hmm. When it is seen, the camera shoots from behind me to the open mouth of the thing that's devouring me. And that's oh. about most of what you see in the film. So that's going to be a scary movie because it's going to let your imagination say, oh, my God, I hear the, the thing walking. I see it. You know, that's what it's all about. It's called movie making. It's not called documentation. Documentary. Yeah, that, that, that's why, you know, Stephen is so. Such oh, he's a brilliant, brilliant. You know, in in pre-Jaws days when he did that film about the truck, Duel. You, yeah, you good movie. The closest you ever came to seeing the driver was, you know, legs Absolute. and boots. And scary as all hell. He is absolutely probably the most brilliant in the business. I've never seen anything of his that I didn't like. So, uh, you know, but he's Steven Spielberg, please. Give yeah. me a break. Uh, so he, he's a lot of few mistakes. <laughs> oh, I, even the ones that they even said the that bad, weren't any yeah. good, though, I liked. Like even, AI, they didn't yeah. they pan that one, but I liked it. Even the bad ones were better than some of the best ones that are out today. Steven is one of those filmmakers like, you know, the Coen brothers or Steven Soderbergh. You know, whatever they do, even if they fail, it's more interesting than anything else that's, you know, on the screen. And you just wish that uh, the studios and the financiers would you know, fund a few more interesting big budget movies because now you have to make a movie for 150 million dollars which means effects and explosions and chases and fires and creatures or you make it for a million two with everybody you know taking a cut and pay and struggling through a difficult location with no guarantee of distribution and that's an indie feature and boy there's nothing in between and there used to be lots of 20 and 30 million dollar movies with stars that we wanted to see uh, uh, Rob Reiner says that if he had you know, given the same cast at the peak of their powers, you know, Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, he he can't get a, he he couldn't get that movie made today. You know, courtroom drama, too talky. Yes, and that's the it's stuff horrible. I like. We actually saw Operation Finale yesterday, a fabulous, and it was film. a great movie, and it didn't have any explosions. It, did, it had a great story, and it was a great, great, and, and it you know, was a movie. story that had to be told. Yeah. Uh, definitely a story that had to be told for the morons that say it didn't exist, that there were not six million Jews killed by Adolf Hitler and his accompanists. So that's yeah, bullshit. It's a great movie. I recommend it. So I love it because it was an intelligent film. So, but so wait, hang on one second. But unfortunately, today with the millennium, they haven't got millennials. They haven't got brains. They have cell phones. And all they do is talk on the cell phone. They don't want to read. They don't want to hear.
They don't want to look. They want explosion because you know why? They're on their phone, explosion. Oh, look at the head flew off. Hello, Joe, how are you? Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine watching Lawrence of Arabia on a cell phone. Oh, please. Yes. Give me a break. No way. So, so I besides, can't even watch it on television. So besides, hang on. So besides Jaws, oh look at the, the oh, kitty. Yeah. Your kitty cat. Hi, kitty. Hi, pussy. That's the kitty. kitty. I'm gonna throw her to the floor so she doesn't intrude on our work. <laughs> so okay, so you have Jaws, but like you've written all kinds of things. I'm gonna do some little bragging for you. Um, you also wrote Jaws 2, The Jerk with Steve Martin, which is a fucking oh, phenomenal I love that movie. You wrote that movie, um, and you so you're a comedy writer as well. We yeah, already. Yeah. We, wow. t- we talked about Caveman already, um, Dr. Detroit, which is a movie I liked a lot, Jaws 3D, the screenplay for Jaws 3D, um, and then you, you were a writer on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, which, believe it or not, when I was a senior in college, they played My Homecoming was the Smothers Brothers. Yeah. Uh, uh, came. So you, I, I saw you, were on like, you wrote like 25 episodes or something of that, or yeah, something like that. really big. I wrote on the final season, the, the one we got the Emmy. There you go, the one you got the Emmy. I love that. And then, so you're a writer, but you're also an actor, and you were in Jaws. You were in Clueless, which is one of my favorite movies of all time because I used to be a fashion designer. Into the Night, Johnny Dangerously, The Sting oh. 2, The Jerk, Mork and Mindy, serious? Laverne and Shirley, <sighs> Cannonball, Chico and the Man, Jaws, Beretta, The Bob Newhart Show, Something Evil. You were in the MASH movie. Yes, and the next movie had Donald Sutherland, Sally Kellerman, Robert Duvall, Elliot Gould, Tom Skerritt, and you were in I Spy. So, like, you've got some resume uh, on both sides of it, like, but front of the camera and behind the camera. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've done a little bit of everything. It's been a you know a long and 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 happy career. I I can't complain. I've I've been cut out of movies by some of the best directors. I was in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I worked for Michelangelo Antonioni and in Zabriskie Point, and I'm cut out of that movie. And I was uh, in. Uh, oh, I, I had a larger part in in in, uh, uh, in the Altman film uh, Long Goodbye, but now I'm just a, an extra in the crowd scene. And and and, uh, and I was, Carl Reiner cut me out of Oh God, but I, I survived. <laughs> I, sur- I survive in a long courtroom sh- a shot where I'm featured prominently because my character was supposed to re- you know, appear later in the show. So when they compose the shot in the courtroom with a crowd, I'm featured. But then I never return. So there's just this guy in a courtroom and you're going, why are they focusing on him? <laughs> and I'd say, well, because it's me, obviously. But you know, that's, that's not really the reason. <laughs> I love it, though. I've been cut out of some films, too, but there were parts that I'm glad they cut out because the dialogue was terrible. And I was supposed to be a tough cop from Brooklyn with my Brooklyn accent, and they gave me lines like, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's not nice. Now, people in Brooklyn don't talk that way. You know that. It's it's knock it off or I'll break your head. You know, that kind of stuff. So I'm glad they cut that out. Now, listen, do you know who Stan Zimmerman is? Uh, Refresh my memory. Stan Zimmerman wrote for the Golden Girls. He's wrote. He's written okay. for. Uh, also, now he's writing for the uh, the Gil- Gilmore yeah, he Girls. For Gilmore Girls, he wrote the Brady Bunch movies. Could you do me a favor? Sure. <laughs> Could you find him, or I'll have him find you. Stan Zimmerman has written the most fabulous, fabulous show in the world. It's called Silver Foxes. It's about four elderly gay men who live in Palm Springs because the nursing home they went to didn't want gay men. 
It's based on the Golden Girls. It will be hilarious. It will show the world what happens to gay men when they get older. He needs to get it up and running. For some reason, producers or somebody... The networks don't want it, but it just got sent out right now. They're a little afraid of it because the subject matter is about gay people. This is going to take gay people out of the shadows where we are and we don't care for it. It'll bring to the world that we are people just like Hispanics, blacks, Jews, everybody. Everybody else had a shot at it except gay people. They're still in the shadows, in the closet. So I'm appealing to everyone. You've got tremendous clout, my friend. I mean, your clout is like not to be believed. You could call your shots. I mean, please. I mean, I, I'm fainting. There's only one thing you did that I didn't care for. Uh-oh. That, that, what, the, the one that showed the Smothers Brothers? Uh, the Smothers I, I Brothers. I thought they were stupid. I never liked the Smothers Brothers. <laughs> No, I really couldn't. Stay. They, they annoyed me. They irked me. But everything else you've done, my friend, I'll take if I had a hat, I'd take it off. You are spectacular. Not only have you written the horror of Jaws, but you did a comedy that I love, a movie that I, I watch whenever it's on television. So may I say personally, without blowing smoke up your ass because I don't do that, I think you're great. I really Thanks. think you're a talented, great writer. So you. if you could Thank help you. me in any way and help all of us. It would be a great uh, achievement. Silver Foxes. Yeah. Okay. Silver, Silver Foxes. Foxes. Which Stan Zimmerman is doing. It. And I, and once it's on TV, it's going to be a tremendous hit, as big as the Golden Girls. So yeah, and, and the beauty of television now, first of all, television, you're seeing the best writing that's being done for entertainment now is being done in television. The best yes. writer in television. There's like 500 scripted series on the air right yes. now. You can't yes. see everything. And... The beauty of that is that if there's a show, an audience can find it. it. You know, it's not easy. It's not like the three network universe, but a a good show that can be brought in on a budget that we can attract an audience doesn't have to be a blockbuster audience. Um, we've got you know you got you can be you can be optimistic about Silver Foxes, especially since the. Uh, the new generation of executives and the studio guys and gals, especially, um, are sympathetic and understanding of gender issues. So it's not quite the the desert that it used to be. So, no. Um, but can I ask you something? I would love for you to write for them, because your style of writing is incredible. I mean, I know what you write. I know your comedy. And I think if you wrote episodes with Stan, it's got to be a hit because we need great talent like yours, good writers, not these crappy writers that, you know, one-story guys and you never hear from them again. You know the kind I mean. They hit luckily on some subject matter and then they go dry. No. A series, you have to be a writer with a brain and a humor. And I'm I'm flabbergasted to know that you... Did Jaws. He also did that. No, Look behind did, you. Jimmy, he did Jaws and the comedy. Okay, How do you go from a horror to a comedy and be successful in both things? It's amazing. Well, look at, like, so on the shelf right there is the Jaws log. Tell us, uh, tell us what the Jaws log is. When, when the movie came out, there was, a, uh, there was a plan to do a coffee table book with one-third written by the producers, one-third written by the novelist, and one-third written by the director, all about the process of making Jaws with nice stills from the studio. And Stephen asked me to write his third of the book. 
because he was very busy prepping uh, Close Encounters. So I agreed to that. And then they called up and they said, well, nobody else has time or everybody's making so much money from the movie. Uh, we need a book about the movie. And you were there. Uh, you know, you won't have to you know, do extensive research. You lived through most of it. And everybody who was on the picture is still around. You can talk to everybody. So I went off, and just before the movie was released, I finished a book called The Jaws Log, which was a book about the making of a movie. And then the movie came out, and then the book came out right simultaneously. And the next thing we knew, the movie was a phenomenon, and the book went through 23 printings and sold 2 million copies or so, and stayed in print. And... There's a 25th anniversary edition. There's a 30th anniversary edition. There's still another edition that's out. That's the one that's uh, over my left shoulder there. Um, it's still the best-selling book about the making of a movie ever, any movie. You know, there have been books about you know, Avatar and Titanic and other big money makers, but they haven't done what the Jaws log has done. And I think that's because it was you know, personal, direct, and informative book. It was more about how the movie was made. It wasn't just, you know, as told to. So uh, I'm, I'm very proud of that book. I, I've written a couple other books, but, but that's, that's the one that... Can, that, I, can that, I clear that, something that, up? Because I'm old. I'm 78 years old. My brain doesn't always function. You wrote this book? Yeah, the Jaws Law. Wait, wait, hang on. You alone wrote this book? Yes, of course. So when you step in shit, you really step in it. Yes, <laughs> I mean, what kind of success? How many printings did it go to? Well, it sold over 2 million no, copies. No, I want to know how many printings. 20, 23 or 24. That's ridiculous. I have never heard of 23 printings in my life from anybody's that, book. And that was when it was a mass market paperback for a buck, buck and a half or buck 95. Did you believe 23 printings, Jimmy? Most people flip out they had five. They think, oh, well, I'm in my fifth printing. I said, oh, 23 printings. If I can tell you an anecdote that's completely unrelated, but it's about printings uh, and book sales, uh, my cousin uh, is a, a publisher in uh, Algonquin Press, and uh, she had a, a modest first novel that she printed that sold, you know, they printed 2,500 copies, sold out, and then she gets a call one day. I'll, be, I'll, I'll try to speed this up. She gets a call from a lawyer and says, I'm sending over a non-disclosure agreement. As soon as you sign it, we can talk. She says, who is this? What is this? He's, and non-disclosure agreement shows up. She signs it, sends it back. The lawyer calls. says, fine, I can now tell you. Uh, Oprah is going to do your book. Oprah has selected your book as an Oprah book. And the publisher goes, great, so I guess we're going to be printing more books. And then the lawyer says... This doesn't come without a price. You have to agree to print, print 500,000 copies. Holy shit. And she, how can she, you make such a, say, how can you make an agreement like that? And, and the lawyer, that's exactly what my cousin said. And the lawyer said, you're going to have to trust us. This is what, and, and, and we have some, a couple of other conditions. You have to ship the book in boxes without the title on it, just Oprah 27, Oprah and a, a show number so they know when to put it in the stores. But we wouldn't ask you to do it if we weren't confident that you could do it. Was it was going to sell, and it all so sell. What, what was the outcome? It, 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 it sold, you know, five or 600,000 copies. They sold everything. And, and uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, you know, she, she was 
flabbergasted. And she had to call the author and say, we're going back to press. And he said, oh, great. You know, another 5,000 copies. She said, no, sit down. You're going to need a lawyer and an accountant and a tax, you know, a tax expert because you're going to, we're shipping half a million copies. And they sold. So go figure. All, all because Good for you. Oprah, all because of Oprah. Yeah, well, if, yeah, well if, Oprah's if, very if, powerful. If, well, Oprah has that was a book of the day, book of the month. Yeah, book yeah. of the month. And, and if she says your book. yeah, if she says your book is it, I mean it's it's it. So now tell me something. Sure. What's new? What are you going to give me so I can enjoy some more of your work? Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm working. You, you you might appreciate this. My my mother-in-law, who, who is now deceased, but lived to be a hundred. Her brother. Who ran away, stowed away on a ship, went to Auckland with his vaudeville partner. They were caught on board, jailed, taken off in Auckland, New Zealand, where they claimed the. It's a it's a musical set in vaudeville in Australia in 1916. They were two two Americans who ran away. Uh, to get a job, they couldn't get a job on, in New York, so they said, "Well, British Empire is in a war. All the young men are, you know, at, at fighting. We got a chance." So the captain of the ship where they stowed away caught them because they were Hebrews from New York. He thought they were German spies, so he radioed to New Zealand, "I've got German spies on board," and they took them off the boat, took them to court. They were. Described as Hebrews in, press, in the press clippings. The Jewish community of Auckland sent lawyers. They appeared in the courtroom. They said, we're not spies, we're entertainers. They played the piano. A guy stood up in the courtroom and said, Your Worship, if you will release these men, I'll put them on. My name is Benjamin Fuller. I own the Empress Theater in downtown Auckland. <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> he billed them as the stowaways, because that was all their press was about these stowaways. And they killed. They were held over. They did six weeks. Then they went on the road and they toured all over Australia and New Zealand and South Africa, which was the three countries you could get to by boat in those days, and uh, had a career. And he started writing songs, Uncle Lou. And among the songs he wrote was Are You Lonesome Tonight, which was released ah. in 22 and introduced by my mother-in-law, whose picture is on the sheet music. Yay! That's a good story. Now, were these yeah. guys connected romantically or just friends? No, they were just you know just a couple of guys, you know, a <clears> buddies. Of they, they, their billing was uh, uh, handman and uh, cook and handman, song boys from Songland. That's fabulous. <laughs> but they made so, all their money as the stowaways. Did, did, did you get a green light on it? No, it, it, it's we're out circulating it now. I'm I'm about to do a rewrite on a Vietnam era film. And then I have a film that's at Sony and Turnaround uh, called Wolf and Blood, which I wrote long before Walking Dead. But it's about a it's a buddy cop film. Uh, Charlie Charlie Wolf and Virginia Bloodworth, two detectives who are thrown together. Uh, each has a guilty secret. Uh, she's a vampire. He's a werewolf. Wow, they, <laughs> that's up Jimmy's alley. That's the stuff I like. They become cops because they want to be on the good side. They don't want to be evil. He takes sick days and goes and runs in the woods and kills coyotes. And she pilfers from the blood bank where she volunteers so she doesn't have to bite people. And uh, they, they fight crime. And the criminal they're chasing, as it turns out, is from the dark side. So their existential dilemma is do they give in to their werewolf and 
and uh, uh, vampire nature in, in order to catch and trap this guy, which they do ultimately. And I love the ending because instead of falling from a great height or being consumed by oh, fire, don't tell us. Don't tell us the ending. No, I want. I'm serious. You're going to ruin it if you tell us the ending. You don't want to do that, do you? I, I do because it's not a spoiler. It, it's, it sets it, up, it sets up the sequels. They, they when when they finally get their their uh, the the bad guy, they they kill him and eat him. There you go. Oh! I first of all, those that's my kind of movie because I love that stuff. So that's totally like up my alley, and I can see. <laughs> Actually, I see a cool market for that. That's a cool story. So yeah, I think people will dig that. Wolf, Wolf and Blood, Sony Pictures. Okay. Well, another question. Sure. Yeah, three minutes. Yeah, we have a few minutes. When and where do you get your ideas and your uh, how you're going to go about doing it? Well, uh, a friend of mine, a writer named Charlie Houck, once said this in a, in a, and I wrote it down and saw my bulletin board. It says, ideas abound. Everybody has them. It's the words that cause all the problems. You got to pick the right ones <laughs> and put the right order. It's so true. I, I, ideas are everywhere. I mean, you you see uh, you you see a, a derelict on the street, and you go, "Well, how did how did that guy get there?" Well, you know, what was because he was a little baby. He had a mommy. He went to school. You know, the uh, same with with uh, these crazy old bag ladies or cat ladies. They were once young women, and and something okay. happened. Something this turned. is this is scary. I wrote about this on Facebook today about the, they were babies, somebody's child, these street people. We cannot just do what we do to them. We have to help them. These are human beings. And I wrote exactly what you said. Isn't that funny? It's like, <laughs> it's like hello, we're on the same way. Hang on, because we've only got like two and a half minutes. Well, so. I think you're a great guest, and I really want you to come back because you're just an intelligenza for a change instead of some of the... Uh, <laughs> you look very much like my cousin Paul Gottlieb, the publisher, who's, who's now deceased, but uh, uh, you bear a striking resemblance to him. Everybody so, always tells him Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. For all, no, you these, look, all my you look life. Like, you look like Paul Gottlieb. There you that's, go. Uh, that's so good. I have a lot of people in the chat room. Do you actually go on Twitter at all? Because there's two accounts that look like they're yours, and they want to know that's, if you're either one of them. I, I'm, I'm probably both of them. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, the Carl Gottlieb one, and the other one is Jaws Writer, right? Yeah, Jaws Writer, yeah. yeah. I, never, I never look at that. But uh, I do follow some people on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm not act I don't post actively. It's, it's tough enough to post on Facebook uh, to keep up. Otherwise, you can spend your whole life, you know, so the, oh, the tell me well, about the Carl it. underscore Gottlieb one then is you right? Yeah. That way they oh, there you go everybody. So that's the one that it is. So you can do it and everybody definitely needs to see Jaws. And is the Jaws log still available for people to? Sure. Wherever, wherever books are sold, buy, buy, you know they'll order it for you if you don't have it. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. Everywhere you want to look. There's, there's how many the how many years ago was the. This, this draws 30, 40 years 40. ago. Forty years 40. ago, and this it's still selling. This is the 43rd year, my friend. 43 years, you, you, and I wrote it 44 go, years ago. Go. You're, better, you're better than Gone with the Wind. Yes. <laughs> I'm serious. I think you produce more stuff than Gone with the Wind. Now, listen, when you see in your email or on your Facebook something from Stan Zimmerman, please open it and read it. Because I'm going to tell Steve uh, St Stan when we get off the air to contact you. Absolutely. 
if you can help us. With so we so also happy. we want to thank we want to thank uh, Steve Joiner because he's the one who made the introduction for me to use to get you up on the show. Yeah, we want to thank so thank guess. you, Steve, and we want to thank you for coming on the show. And when uh, if any of the new books or anything coming out in movies or you got anything going on, you just email me and we'll get you back. You on come again. back. You're a very fascinating guest, and you have what thank to you. say. You definitely thank have you. what to say. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have Pleasure. a good one, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Thank you. And, and enjoy the holiday anyway. I'm going to. I, I, I will. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Very happy day of a time. Thank you. All right, everybody. So thanks for tuning in. Chat room, everybody. I hope you guys had a good time. Our guests were great today. And Ron was great today. And he's so gorgeous. And Chad, thank you very much. And I only said five of them or six of them. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> next, next week, we've got great guests. We have... Uh, Ooh, sure uh, Kiki, Kiki Epson coming on and Max Wassa. So we got a great show next week, you guys. And we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Me and said, Hey, mate, wanna go to a party? Party?